Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another edition of the Sick Podcast, Talking Titans. Uh, our another uh, rendition of our uh, off-season pod coming at you. Got a lot to cover, as always. Another exceptional guest joining us. Uh, let's get rolling. Sammy, start me up. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to the Sick Podcast. Talking Titans. Ladies and gentlemen, 94 yards. Touchdown, Titans. He is the baddest man in the NFL. And he just took her to the house. The sickest Tennessee Titans podcast. Sick! It's going to be sick. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back, boys. How are we doing tonight? Pretty damn good, man. Good, good. We all, we all got, we all got home before the snow started. There's no snow in South Jersey. Oh, that's right. It doesn't exist over there. I forgot. No, it doesn't. We're up, <laughs> up in North Jersey. We're getting, we're getting some flurries. But uh, listen, folks, we have an excellent, excellent show ahead of you. Uh, even more excellent guest. I uh, can't wait to bring him in. So let's not waste any time. Sammy, so, I mean, why don't you bring in uh, Mr. Adam Rank? You may all know him from the NFL Network. He's also currently also with us at the Sick Podcast. He does a Bears podcast. Adam, how you doing tonight? I'm wonderful. I'm uh, I'm I'm taking. So we're not talking Cal State Fullerton. I was I had takes on our basketball team. We're uh, we're looking pretty good. We're looking to go back to the tournament to take. We lost last year to Duke, uh, Cal mm. State Fullerton, of course. But uh, no, let's talk Tennessee Titans. Let's do it. How are you? How are you guys feeling about your team? How's it going? Oh man, it's it's like a giant tsunami of feelings. You know, we, we get we get our ups, we get our downs, and unfortunately, the way this franchise has been built for the last couple of years is really no in between. You know, we're either really bad or we're really good, and we're you know in contention. There's really no middle for us, so it's there's a lot of highs and a lot of lows, but. Uh, you're obviously, you know, you go through those same things with the Bears, obviously, and you know that leads us into our first topic, which ties into your your uh, your Chicago Bears as well. I saw online today that the Bears are definitely, possibly sellers of this first pick, and they're making it well known to the world. So, I want first your opinion on uh, if they were to get rid of that pick. You know, what are you looking to get for it in return? I think for the Bears, the most important thing to do is to try to acquire as much draft capital as possible. The Bears are in a very unique position because very rarely does the team holding the number one overall pick not need a quarterback. It's a very different situation because the Bears for centuries, it feels like, uh, have always been looking for a quarterback 
and to have one finally it's it sucks because we have one and everybody wants us to trade them we're like we just got them like it's it's like i don't know if you have siblings or whatever but you're like opening a, a present on christmas you're like oh my god this is the greatest thing i've ever gotten all of a sudden your your sibling wants to borrow it from you like what i just got it i've been waiting <laughs> but waiting for the nintendo nintendo um xbox 360 you guys Right. I, I had a Nintendo Switch. All right, fine. I get it. I'm dating myself. But here's my thing. We have the quarterback of the future. I feel very comfortable with Justin Fields. And I do not, I am not listening to any trade offers or anything. We'll get out of there. We have two teams in your guys' division. Uh, the Houston Texans, of course, and the Indianapolis Colts. All things like going perfectly. It would be great to move down to two, move down to four. And then possibly, I mean, I wouldn't be adverse to moving down to nine with the Carolina Panthers or something like that, depending on what the Cardinals do at three. But I think ultimately you want draft picks for this season, but you want a first for next year. And if you can get a first, a second, and a third for next year, that would be even better. So that's what I'm looking at. That's what I would love for the Bears. We're not going to get two and 12 from the Texans, but if we can get a one and a two and a three for next year, I feel very comfortable with that. Well, let's not forget we are very you know in common but, you know 2016 Jared Goff and the Rams you know the Titans traded their first pick because we had Marcus Mariota that turned out you know pretty well for us right Sal how's that huh <laughs> we had, we traded that we got you know compensation with Derrick Henry we got Harold Landry we got Corey Davis and we got uh Adore Jackson again that, that didn't do wonders for us at all but coming into it we have a quarterback dilemma now Ryan Tannehill's old 36 million dollars this year we're trying to clear some cap do we cut him does Rank Carthon go after a guy in the draft do we move up in the draft possibly you know to inside the top five you know to get CJ Stroud or Bryce Young what do you think you know in your personal opinion, you know, NFL analyst-wise, what do you think the Titans are going to do in the, with the quarterback situation? Yeah, I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. They really are a wild card for moving up in the draft and getting a pick. I don't know if number one is going to be feasible. And, of course, if, if Houston and Indianapolis just don't want to trade, you know, there's an opportunity for the Tennessee Titans now. It would probably cost them first-round picks in 2024 and 2025. But you would really have to be in love with Bryce Young if the brass in Tennessee considers Bryce Young a can't-miss prospect who can come in and start this season. Then you could see something like that. But I think with some of the other prospects you have, Will Levis, the, the Richardson kid out of Florida, I think there's an opportunity for the Titans to get into the mix, similar to the Bears. Remember, they didn't move up to number one to get Justin Fields. They waited back a little bit. And... The funny thing to me, and I, I absolutely subscribe to this theory, is that three quarterbacks going in the first three picks of the draft with C.J. Stroud playing the Justin Fields role of the guy who falls. Wow. Season. And it, that's where it becomes enticing for a team like the Titans because then it's more feasible to move up and to get out. And I think that whatever, whatever the four quarterbacks starts to tumble, you know, you start looking at Atlanta, like Las Vegas, Atlanta, Carolina could all be in. The, I think Atlanta, uh, probably not. Las Vegas, maybe. I think they're probably going veterans. But I think Carolina is the one that might behoove the Titans moving up a little bit. So it'll be interesting to see how they navigate that. I don't think that the, I don't think the Titans are that far off this year. Like, remember, like if they wouldn't have gotten hurt. You, I, I don't know why I'm telling you, like, like, like I'm, I'm breaking news to you guys <laughs> that 
as my role as a national football analyst, I don't view the Titans as a, a, a bad call. And as a matter of fact, I think they're in a very good position that, you know what? If you go out there and you get a rookie quarterback, you know you're going to have for five years, and then you can start spreading around some of that money, start investing again. And I think I know the A.J. Brown pick looks terrible right now, but I think Traylon Burks could actually play. So I think that this team is going to fly under the radar this offseason, but I think that next year, once the games start, the Tennessee Titans are going to be right there in the mix. Well, I'm glad that you said that we aren't too far off because that's going to lead me into my question. Since, um, you know, I think a lot of fans think the same thing, we aren't too far off. And if we do a a retool properly, I think we could be right be, be back right in the mix. We're in a, a division that's very winnable. Um, and when you feel like you're close, sometimes you want to, you know, go all in. And there is a quarterback who played in your division for a very long time that you're probably very familiar with. Um, do you think there is a realistic chance um, that Tennessee could be a suitor for him? He's been on the McAvee show singing Vrabel's praises multiple times. He has a house in Nashville. There's no state income tax. Um, do you feel as though the Titans could be a possible suitor for him? And if not, where do you feel like Aaron Rodgers goes? Although I'm sure you don't care as long as it's no longer in the North. Yeah. You know, what's funny is I hate that for you. I just don't feel like that's much of a fit at all. Like I not no disrespect to you guys, but because I feel you can have sustained success, like Rodgers needs to go to a team that feels like their window is really really closing. And I think one of the things that, and this is just my outsider perspective, when you didn't go for AJ Brown and you started putting a lot of the investment in the defensive side of the football. Now, obviously injuries played a lot into what happened last season. I would continue to build. I mean, it's unfortunate that Desmond Ritter didn't really kind of develop as a prospect and maybe he will at some point, but Man, that's the one thing that that kind of bums me out. Because if you would have had any sort of quarterback play, even with the injuries, uh, you would have very well been in the mix, or at least getting a playoff spot. I mean, you still missed it by a game. You know what I'm saying? Like it's people are acting like this team was four and thirteen or something like that, but it's like no, it was a very competitive team that was in a great spot to make the playoffs before the wheels kind of fell off. Aaron Rodgers brings a set of problems that I don't think that you need. I think the Titans as a organization, as a program under Mike Vrabel have been very good. And I hope that the Tennessee Titan or uh, the, the brass understands that this is a team that should be not coddled, but like this is a team that can sustain winning with, if you make prudent moves and Aaron Rodgers to me is not a prudent move to me. I, I feel like you're very much in the same mode of the, uh, of the Ravens, you know, they could have moved on from John Harbaugh or done something like that, but you know what? They they stayed with it, and I hope that Rabel will be giving will be given more opportunity, to, regardless of what happens this season. But I hope that you guys go out there, and I do hope you get a quarterback, and I do hope that you guys go and like just try to have sustained success again because you're going to be better than the Colts, you're going to be better than the Texans. I think it's very close with you and the and the Titans as long as you get a quarterback who can go against Trevor Lawrence, who I think is going to be very good. But the Jags will take a little bit of a step back, and I think there's an opportunity for the Titans to once again be the champions of the AFC South. 
So yeah, that that you you bring it up how the the Titans seem to be able to sustain success or at least for the foreseeable future. Um, what can you what do you think you can attribute that to? Because I've been following you for a long time, and I remember in the not so distant future, um, you know, you didn't have a lot of faith in Tennessee uh, before the season started, and now it seems like at least for the past two or three years. Every time I've been watching the the uh, previews of each week, I always see your name at the end of that, and you always have Tennessee winning. So mm-hmm. what 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 do you think the major uh, uh, what can you attribute to your 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 new founding of uh, belief in them? Is it mostly due to Mike Vrabel, or is it is it more you know the way we run the football consistently? What do you think's been you know your reasoning for believing in them as of late? Yeah, I believe it was 2019 where I, whenever you were in the AFC championship game, when we, when the season started, I had you guys as a three, three and 13, 13. <laughs> but you guys were two and four. Yeah. Like I was, I I'm into the point of like Titan fans were apologizing. Like, we're so sorry. You were right. I even went on the radio in Tennessee again, because they brought me in before the season. Like, why don't you like this? And I'm like, I don't like the quarterback. And there was no reason to believe that Ryan Tannehill if he was given a chance, was going to come in and be much better. So obviously what happened was, is Ryan Tannehill played a lot better. And that team still went nine and seven. Like It's not like they were 14 and two or yeah. something like that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I just feel like at, at that point, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to be that guy. And you know who these people are in the national media who will never just be like, oh yeah, I missed that. I, I get it. They're better than I thought. And just be like, no, they're good. That's a good team. And Ryan Tannehill, I was shocked at how well he played, especially in that season. And so then you're like, okay, like this, this is a, this is a good enough team. Like that's the thing with the NFL is these teams are so closely aligned that it doesn't take much to really turn things favorable or for them to go completely South. And I even think going back to the bears last season, you know, there was, there was a chance in that game against the commanders, you know, that of of all the games to lose, the friggin' Carson Wentz, who was released <laughs> on Monday, if the Bears win that game and then they go out there and they beat New England, then all of a sudden that's two wins. And I know they they did they did beat New England, but I'm like, God, if some of these things start breaking the correct way, a lot of those one score games go the other way. Look at Minnesota this season. That team sucks, and <laughs> they somehow pulled it together. They started getting confidence. And they started getting momentum and they started finding ways to win these one score games that they shouldn't have been. And then they go out into the go into the playoffs and get exposed. The difference with Tennessee, though, is that they have a way to sustain winning through Derrick Henry. And I think that he's a true difference maker. You know, in, a, in an NFL landscape where teams no longer want to run the football, defenses are catered that way. Defenses are catered to shutting down the pass. That's why a lot of teams play with three corners all the time. You go against a team like Tennessee that can not only run the football, but you have a running back who just flat out abuses people. Like that gets you in a lot of games because like those players, like I know, like I'm pulling back the curtain too much. As much as we sit on Twitter and try to think like, well, everybody wants to win the suit. This happened to me the other day. This kid on Twitter is like, well, everybody wants to win. Every every NFL player wants to win the Super Bowl. I'm like, ah, you should spend some time with NFL players. There's clearly a lot of guys who are like, yeah, I'm cool getting paid. Like, I'm I'm a, I'm here at a job. I've talked to former players. 
because I was shocked to find out about this. Be like a, a guy that I used to work with. He doesn't. He's not with the NFL Network anymore. Like was telling me one time. He's like, yeah, I just wanted a, that one other contract, and like I would, I knew what I wanted to do, but I'm like, if I can make NFL money, I would continue to do it. So you 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 start you see Derrick Henry coming at you, and you're like, yeah, I'm good. I'm uh, I'm going to avoid this this catastrophe right here. But I think that I know that's a tangent that you didn't ask for, but I think that the Titans, that that's a decent football team that can win games. And a big reason why for me is Derrick Henry. You brought up uh, Traylon Burks before I heard you say, uh, speaking of sucking too, by the way, uh, he Traylon Burks could be a breakout star for us in a, in a sophomore season, but our wide receiver group is just horrible. Yeah. Okay, we got, we got second year guys and, and rookies all over the place. How can we um, get better at, in the wide receiver market. Do you think that we're going to see like a big time trade for maybe like a uh, DeAndre Hopkins? I mean, it's going to look ridiculous that we just traded AJ Brown away and not paying him and then bringing in another guy, but we need, we need depth and we need veterans in this, in this group. How do you think we, how do we think we attack that? Yeah, that's going to be one of the things that you're likely going to have to wear. Like imagine if they, they signed Jacoby Myers to a Christian Kirk, like contract somebody's doing it i've predicted that the bears might be that squad but like uh, the lions too, yeah yeah the lions are another one of those teams well you know what's funny is um i changed i changed my tune on jacoby Myers because i really liked him and then uh i was talking to one of our current analysts who is a uh former nfl wide receiver who uh did not speak very highly of uh jacoby myers and i'm like uh, i've kind of changed my tune on it um but somebody's paying them a ton of money. And I I know that it's going to be difficult when it's you guys. But I I honestly just feel like draft a wide receiver this season. You got Traylon Burks. You just need one more guy. I would spend the money on one of these tight ends. I think if Dalton Schultz becomes available, I think that's a perfect Titan right there. Like that's a guy who looks like he could play for the Titans. I would try to short up there. And then draft the guy, and then just try and hope hope these guys develop. They don't need to be that good. I mean, quite honestly, like with the way you run the football, they don't have to be that good. So I think you'll be okay. Don't overspend. I don't want you to do it, but uh, I'm afraid that you might. Um, you had brought up earlier. Just want to touch on it. I'm glad that the Bears lost a lot of those one score games this year because I'm a. I always pick one or two uh, team totals to bet on during the year and. I was uh, telling people to bet their rents and their mortgages on the Bears on their six and a half wins. And I'm not going to lie, I was I was a little nervous this year, yeah. a couple weeks into the season, where they looked extremely competent. They reminded me of the Lions last year in a lot of games right there. And you feel like if they could win those games that they lost, like the Bears did the last two years, they flipped it um, entirely. And they could definitely be – one of those teams going forward, in my opinion, but just wanted to uh, give a little jab right there, as I like to do <laughs> to everybody. I, I always okay. say nobody, nobody's safe. Um, yeah, fine. Yeah. You gotta, listen, I listen. Your bet, your bet, obviously won. Yeah, but it, it was still stupid. Like it's a dumb bet. Like it was <laughs> you. You don't have. There's no no. I'm not gonna reward you for that. First of all, it's like <laughs> you're, you're in your, with you're with your friends in Vegas and you're playing blackjack and the guy hits on a hard 18. You're like, what are you doing? Just because yeah. you got Delta three and ended up yeah. winning. That doesn't mean that you made the right bet. I mean, they so, won three games. It's not like they won five or six, but I just wanted to touch on it. Going forward. You also brought up Derek Henry. Oh my God. We love him more than anybody. He's 
He's right over my shoulder right there. Um, huge, huge fan of him. Um, we know he wants to stay here. There have been some rumors swirling a little bit that if Rand Carthon, you know, wants to build the team his way, which we don't know how he wants to do it yet, that he could potentially gain some draft capital and maybe player compensation as well in return for, um, you know, our boy 22. Not that none of us want to do it, but just, do you think there's any truth to the rumor? And do you think it's at all possible that it happens? I, I honestly don't think it's possible at all. Think of the guys who are going to be available in free agency this season. Saquon Barkley could hit the open market. Josh Jacobs, David Montgomery, Tony Pollard. To me, if anybody wants to bring in a, a running back, they would probably just pick one up off the uh, free agent wire. That's not to say that Derrick Henry's not better or anything like that, but why would you move draft capital when you can get somebody else for free? So I love it. Like I always joke like during the uh, NFL fantasy live season, like every time there was a player that I like, like Derrick Henry, I'm like, I'd look good as a bear. Like he'd be a great bear. You know what I'm saying? I was like, going to bring up. You could have the number use a running back. He could wear the number 22. I'm sure uh, Matt Forte wouldn't mind. Although I know there's like the defensive backs have been wearing 22 lately. So it's like, come on. Um, but I think, yeah, listen, I, I think it's a, I would, I would hold on to him. Like, I don't think that the return on that is going to be that great. I remember when Le'Veon Bell, you know, was the premier running back in the NFL. Nobody wanted to trade for him. And I know he's a different person. Uh, it it might've been a little bit more personality wise, but these NFL teams don't like investing in running backs. Like that's the new thing. Like Jet McKinnon was out there helping the uh, Kansas City Chiefs to the Super Bowl. Like we saw Kenneth Gainwell, you know, making a lot of big plays in the Super Bowl. Miles Sanders, there's another guy who's going to hit the free agent market most likely. That's your so I, Yeah, that could be. Yeah, I know. I'm. I would rather just have Montgomery. Like, why is Miles Sanders considered an upgrade over David Montgomery? But whatever. Um, I that's for my podcast later. <laughs> um, I think Derrick Henry's going to stay, and I think that he's the identity of the Titans, and I wouldn't even entertain the thought of uh, letting him go. Yeah, and that poses my next question, Adam, because, um, you know, and I posed this question for multiple other guests we've had on. Personally, and you, you already mentioned the Kansas City Chiefs, the, the guys they pull out of nowhere in the running game that was helped, that was at least good enough to get them where they wanted to be. I believe wholeheartedly that in the 21st century in the NFL, if you want to win a championship, running the football consistently is, is not as important as uh, Mike Vrabel and company have believed it to be for the past five, six seasons that he's been a head coach. Um, do you believe that style of football can can win you a Lombardi trophy in this era of football? Or, or do you think, as history seems to have shown, over at least over the past couple of years, that the aerial attack is what really brings you to the promised land? If the Kansas City Chiefs had Derrick Henry, this conversation would be completely different. They're, they want to run the football. Like Andy Reid's offense is about running the football, and it's opened up a little bit because Patrick Mahomes is so good. I think that's one of the things. It has to go hand-in-hand hand with a quarterback. If you, mm. This is no disrespect to Ryan Tannehill, who's fine. He's a decent player. But if you had a quarterback who was really a little bit more dynamic, who was – being able to operate with Derrick Henry, the offense would look completely different. And even if you used your quarterback's athleticism, you know, Ryan Tannehill, as everybody knows, because that's this is always one of the talking points they love to throw out there, that, oh, he's he, he was a wide receiver in college. Like, why didn't they use that more? 
And it's just one of the things that's never really been able to click. I still believe in running the football. I still think that it's very important. Um, it would have helped out if the Eagles would have won that Super Bowl because it really would have driven that point home. Because, but but you do have you do have some sort of argument to be made because the last team to average 140 rushing yards per game and win the Super Bowl was the Denver Broncos back in the Terrell Davis era, going all the way back to yeah. Super Bowl one. Was it 32? So yeah, I mean, like these teams throw the football a lot. And it would be fun to be modern. And I know that this is something that the Bears fans grapple with too. But I I do believe that you have to run the football. Like teams that just try to throw the ball too much. Look at look at Buffalo. There's a reason yeah. why Buffalo does not win. And they just don't have the horses to get it done. And as great as Josh Allen is, there's no, there's nothing, there's nothing, there's no threat of them running the football. At least Kansas City made you fear Jarek McKinnon. You know, and Isaiah Pacheco. So I think that you're fine keeping Derrick Henry. I don't, I wouldn't completely just. I mean, the Patriots for years yeah. dominated with the running attack. You know, and they they just had a variety of players who could do a, a variety of different things. I think of if anything, you know, probably even more than a a wide receiver. If you guys had a running back who could catch, like a James White type of player. I think that would make your offense so much more. I know that you've tried with some guys and it's never quite worked out, but gosh, if you had a running back who could catch the football with great, you know, a great prolific wide receiver, like a pass catching running back, I think Derrick Henry can catch the ball, but mm. I don't know. I would rather mix somebody in there who could come in, like find yeah. a, find a Jarek McKinnon type who could go in there and catch the ball and kind of uh, make your offense a little bit more well-rounded. Yeah, we tried to do that with Darrington Evans, who I know you're familiar There's, with now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, trying to think of that guy. Did not like, work out too well. <laughs> yeah, uh, is he still is he still on the the roster right now for you guys? Or they bought yeah because uh because of the injuries this season he had to play running back. Wow, sorry to hear that. Shout That's out Darrington right. Evans. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, so you know we'll see how things shape up. I mean, uh, like we've said multiple times, the first domino has to fall, whether that be the quarterback decision, uh, whether that be what we're doing in the draft, if we're staying at 11. Uh, there's a lot of unanswered questions for this football team, and you know it's, it's unsettling for us fans because we've had a lot of comfortability lately uh, with our receiver, and then that got, went away, and now our quarterback, who we thought was going to be here maybe a little bit longer, might not be, and he hasn't been very successful in the playoffs, so... Um, we got a lot of things to a lot of question marks to answer, and we got to hope Brand Carthon and company can uh, can start answering some of them because um, you know, as as Jared and, and Vinia mentioned er, uh, plenty of times, the window that we thought was pretty big is, is starting to is starting to close a lot quicker than we thought, um, and uh, we know it's still there because of the, the the quality of our defense and having Derrick Henry, but um, you know, quarterback is is the biggest question, and we'll have to see how that shapes up, uh, but you know, time will tell. Time will definitely tell. Uh, yeah, the, yeah. the window the window is directly tied to your quarterback. Like oh, when yeah. you have Patrick Mahomes, that window is never closing, which is probably why it's important for the for, uh, the for, the uh, the Titans to go out there and identify who their quarterback is going to be. And I think that Rand Carthon, you know, coming from a great organization, knows what he needs to do. And I I I, I would have a lot of confidence. That's I know a lot of times I get into these things, but I know being around certain people that when certain hires are made like behind the scenes, you know, people talk about whether it's good, whether it's bad, 
you know, not everybody likes to go out and say when it's bad. So you just kind of like, don't say anything, but the move the Titans made was well-received amongst league circles and people who know who are a lot more intelligent than me really like the move. So I think the Tennessee Titans are in a great spot and it's a cool thing right now. Like I would have the, I know that I get kind of uh, made fun of because I always seem to have faith, but I, I, if I were you, I'd feel pretty comfortable with where you're going to be sitting over the next couple of years. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely see. So, um, you guys have any other questions for Adam before we let him we let him uh, take off yeah, and do his own thing this tonight? It's, def- it's definitely going to be a wild couple of weeks now with the with the combine and we got free agency going crazy. You know, you, you mentioned the Carolina Panthers, the Falcons, all these all these teams could go after these quarterbacks, Lamar Jackson. So it could shake up a lot of things going on with the draft. So that's that on set. Before you go, I really want to ask you the question of. Uh, um, Hertz really took off in his sophomore season with the Eagles, right? Do you mm. see Justin Fields doing the same trajectory as he did to help the Bears get back to being where the monsters of the midway in the NFC? Yeah, you know what? There's a lot of similarities with what happened with Jalen Hurts and what's going on with Justin Fields right now. And even, you know, last year, the Philadelphia Eagles were not completely convinced that Jalen Hurts was their guy. There was a reason why they went out and picked up Gardner Minshew. Now, obviously, Gardner was worse with the Philadelphia Eagles than uh, than anticipated. And it was Jalen Hurts who was able to do it all. And I think a very similar trajectory could be happening with Justin Fields. As long as they go out and address the offensive line, I think there's a possibility we're going to see at least three new starters on the offensive line. I'm not entirely convinced that they have to go out and get a big-named wide receiver. I think that Darnell Mooney, Chase Claypool, whomever they draft or whoever they bring in will end up being – pretty sufficient, especially if they get a guy of, you know, Dalton Schultz again for the Bears would be cool. Austin Hooper, who you're familiar with, somebody like that. And if the defense is better, I think that we could see a, a, a lot more well-rounded team. So I'm, I'm pretty confident. I think that, though, I've gone from looking at what the Eagles did a couple of years ago to what the Lions did this season. And I think the Bears have a very real possibility of being that team. Now I, I keep saying that they're going to be the hard knocks team, but I keep forgetting that the jets are eligible for that too. So there, there is some competition. I still think the bears would be the better pick. Cause like, I don't know. The jets are only interesting because Zach Wilson's such a compelling person, like, but he's, he's garbage. So why not, why not focus on the bears who are a lot more fun. And I think the bears can be the team that everybody falls in love with. They start, you know, they start off slow and then start reeling off some some of these games. Um, I don't know that we're going to get the storybook ending of, you know, possibly ending Aaron Rodgers' career, but I think similar to what the Eagles did two years ago, what the Lions did last ye- season, I think the Bears are going to be in the mix for that. I think that uh, this is going to be a good season. I think it's going to be very entertaining. I think it, it, you know, like this year, believe it or not, you know, we w- I, I hosted a um, a Bears watch party at a local brew house here and uh, the games were so much fun, you know, and it, the competitive being in every game, it got old losing at some point, but the games were a lot of fun. And I think that was the one thing that uh, the only thing that can make that better is to start winning some games. And I think we're going to see that this season. Yeah. And I think the landscape of the NFL is changing as well. You see so much talent now at the quarterback position that these freak athletes are, are able to do whatever's necessary to keep these games competitive and, uh, I think it, it it says a lot to to how the game has grown over the last couple decades or so. So yeah. um, that's excellent to see. Uh, before you go, if the Bears keep one, what position do you want them to attack? 
Oh, if they keep that first position, I guess you're going to go with Jalen Carter. I guess Jalen Carter is the number one guy on Daniel Jeremiah's board. I haven't really, I haven't really dove into it that much as much as I would have liked to at this point. So I've got some catching up to do, especially during the combine. But of course, I think they're going to go defense. Although I will tell you this, and I was talking about this the other night. The Bears are probably going to trade down a couple of times and they're going to do something crazy like draft Christian Gonzalez and the Bears fans are going to lose their S <laughs> and it's going to be crazy, but it's like, that ah, still seems like something polls would do, but you know what? I'm, I'm cool with whatever we could pretty much use anything. Mm. So nothing's off the table. So I'm, I'm willing to let it play out and uh, see how it goes, but I'm excited to, uh, to see what Ryan polls has up his sleeve. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, Adam, I can't thank you enough for taking the time out of your night to join us. Uh, we wish you all the best with your own podcast. We love watching on the NFL Network. Uh, we wish you all the best of luck on all your future endeavors and hope to have you on sometime in the future as well to uh, maybe recap some some draft stuff once all that stuff takes place and look ahead to the next season. I would love to do it. I'm glad you just future endeavored to me. Um, but in any event, oh, by the way, anybody who doesn't listen, this is all I ask. You don't have to listen to my podcast. You don't have to download it. Just subscribe to it. That's, oh, that's already done. Just same, subscribe. Same, same to us. Same, same to us. I got yeah. this. I got you. I will. Uh, I will tell all my friends uh, as we're doing the sick podcast Chicago uh, this week. Be like, you know what? We have other sick podcasts out there. Whether you're a fan, if you're a fan of me, you're a fan of everybody else. Let's get everybody subscribed. Just get subscribed. Absolutely. Let's all go out there and have it's some fun. And I, yeah, we're all we're all part of the sick family, and you know, soon we'll be. Hanging out at draft parties and Absolutely. Super Bowl parties. So, Hopefully, uh, very soon we'll be doing that, hosting podcasts all together. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it'll be and, a lot of fun. And all we ask is that whatever, whichever clips that we that we take of you, just do us a favor and share it on your page. That's the only thing. It's going to be mostly you speaking anyway. Every guest we've had on has said, "Yeah, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. We never do it." So we're. I'll make sure every single one of my friends subscribes to uh, the Sick Podcast and Matter Brand. As long as you were do the do, return the favor, just reshare whatever clip of yours speaking on the, on the game, and and that's it. Then that's all we ask, right? That, I think that's a fair trade off. That's fair <laughs> trade off to me. Absolutely. So you make sure you deal. check out uh, Adam Rank with the with the Adam Rank podcast with the Sick Podcast. Um, he does weekly shows on on, on uh, Chicago Bears. Excellent stuff. We watch them all the time. So again, thanks so much for your time, and uh, hope to see you soon, Adam. You have a great night. All right. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Have a good one. And uh, we'll talk soon. Absolutely. All right. Adam rank with the NFL network, another excellent guest, even better to have uh, him being part of the sick podcast, have him on. Uh, And, you know, as always, we got a lot of stuff to cover tonight and uh, hopefully, you know, we can touch on a couple things before we leave briefly. I think we haven't talked since uh, the release of Tara Lawan officially. I think that's safe to say, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, as well as Robert Wood. So, Vin, what was your initial reaction to the two releases of those? Uh, you know, I guess you could say key players from last year. Um, you know, not to say I was more surprised with Robert Woods than I was with Taylor Luan, but we all knew that Luan was going to go. He wrote his own ticket a month or so ago. Um, it was kind of a no-brainer. Would love him back at a reduced price, but we knew that even if that was going to happen, we were going to release him first. Um, you know, special thanks to him. He was a part of the, the um, you know, players that helped turn around this franchise. We were in the mud for a long time. Yep. He was, um, you know, part of the transition phase. And, you know, we'll be forever grateful for him. And I wish him nothing but the best. And maybe one day he will be back in the two-tone blue. 
As far as Robert Woods, I thought maybe they would try and restructure with him and get him back at a reduced price for veteran presence. Um, the end of last year, not to say he got hot, but, you know, he played all every game. You know, he made some some decent plays at the end of the year. Feels like he got a little more involved. But you could tell after his tweet that he said free, he did That's not want to be here. So, like I like to say, assalamu alaikum and good luck uh, with your future endeavors, Mr. Robert Woods. But <laughs> will not be missed. Terrell will be missed. Um, but it is what it is, and, and that's the NFL for you, man. It's, it's a business above all other things. And and aside from a few players, man, nobody's really safe. You feel like, you know, very, very few players play on one team their whole career. and All good things come to an end, but nothing but the best to tell Luan. Absolutely, Jared. Yeah, there's there's not there's not really much to say besides that. I'm not going to echo you. Uh, tell he was a staple, just like just like Roos was a staple. He came in, he filled that staple role. Hopefully, we get that nasty uh, attitude left uh, left tackle, mm. you know, to replace him in that in that stage. All I'm going to say is to tell Luan, if you're listening to this, tomorrow is day six that we're trying to get you onto this podcast. So please. Come on the podcast the time with now. the boys. Yes, please come on the podcast with the boys. Let's talk about your Titans career and uh, possibly your future. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's funny. I made a, a tweet. It must have been sometime last summer uh, as a joke, but I was planning on doing it if we didn't absolutely collapse. I said I was going to roll up a nice uh, – which one was I going to use? Like a, like a raw or whatever or some sort. I was going to roll up a nice fucking joint. Every time Robert Woods touched Pater, I would have gotten high for two fucking nights. Isn't that? I mean, really? That talk about a letdown, Jesus yeah. Christ! And this guy had the audacity to say free, yeah. like you know, he didn't have his opportunity to make plays. He didn't get his chances to catch footballs. He was a complete bust. I said it very on into the season that it's that it was evident that he was just a product of great receivers around him. Uh, you know that he had Robert Wood or uh, he had um, oh. what's his name Cooper Cup and. The other guy whose name I'm fucking forgetting, but um, adios. Have a great fucking time finding you know your your eight eight nine million dollar contract you're gonna get. Uh, but one thing I did say, which I'll echo again, uh, this does make me excited because again, I don't think they they release him unless they are really gonna put serious efforts into finding great talent to be part of this wide receiving group, whether that be through the draft or free agency. Um, you know whether they stay at eleven and and, and pick wide receiver first if. They are going to plan on keeping Tano another year, which would be dreadful. But, you know, to have a stud wide receiver, another top 20 guy to pair with Burks and whatever we do in free agency would be very promising. So I'm telling you, I love – I see – sorry to cut you off. But no, no, go ahead, bro. I, I saw um, – I loved what, what uh, Adam Rank said, it, by the way, getting rid of Austin Hooper and bringing in Dalton Schultz. That shores things up with Chig. Um, one thing, if we're going to go – because the wide receiver, let's let's face it, the wide receivers in free agency are absolute trash, like he said yeah. also. So if you're going to go wide receiver in the draft, I think you go in, into the later rounds, possibly if he sneaks out of the first round and gets into the second round with Zay Flowers from Boston uh, College. Yeah. Have you seen Have you seen him put on weight yeah. with that picture? Yeah, oh. like 15 pounds. My God, if you pair him with uh with Burks, that could that could be lethal. Still, still very light, still very light. Oh, yeah, it'd be it's a buck eighty five. So burner. I mean, like you know, it's better because one seventy. Like Devontae Smith. He does. He does. Can't hit what you can't catch. You know. Yeah, so. absolutely. 
Absolutely. And then listen, Devontae Smith is still a rail, and look what he's been able to do. He's only had a little bit of injury concerns his first couple of years. So I wouldn't be opposed to it. Um, but, you know, we'll see how it works out. And, and a lot of people say you spend one offseason in the NFL training room and you, you put on at least 10 pounds just through an NFL training room. So yeah. uh, wouldn't be opposed to it whatsoever. Uh, but we're going to wrap up tonight, as always, you know, goes by in the blur. Here we are 40 minutes later. Uh, but again, can't thank Adam Rank enough for joining us. Hope to have him on the show again and Absolutely. make sure you follow his pod. And as always, follow us, like, share, um, comment, whatever you want to do. Uh, we're looking to grow each week. And I'm going to say it again. And you know what? Let's. Co- I'm going to confirm it now. I'm going to confirm this now. And I'm sure uh, our fellows behind the scenes will, will be approving it. We're going to have a fan on next week. I don't know which one. We're going to have a fan on next week. Maybe a couple. No, no, I, I keep... no not, not yet. We have a special not... guest next week. Maybe the following oh, we have week. A... Oh, all right. Yep. The following week then. The following week. I, I didn't check the scheduling. That's my fault. But we're I keep getting DMs every week. You know, let's let's shoot this shit. Guys, all of you probably know if you're active on Twitter and listening to this. So we're going to make sure we get the fans involved. But make sure you take care of us, and we're going to take care of you. Um, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, um that's all she wrote for tonight, folks. As always, tighten up. Sammy, send me out. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the sick podcast, Talking Titans, on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.